Numbers are a universal language, and careers using numbers, like in finance, open a lot of different opportunities for Latinas. Definitely one of the reasons why we should look at more uh, Latinas in these fields is because of our own community. They need us. They need you. They need you so you can help them understand and to be more prepared economically because there are a lot of different programs out there that need someone in finance. Welcome to Ask a Latina. There are several fields that a Latina can go into, and one of them is finance. It's definitely a great opportunity to do so many different roles. My guest today is Janet Maldonado, and Janet Maldonado is uh, a longtime friend who was also part of a large organization called National Society Hispanic MBA. So I'm really excited to have Janet here with us. Janet, thank you so much for being my guest today and to give us this opportunity to learn so much about your experience in finance and your journey in, in that career. Well, great. Thank you. It's, it's good to be here with you. Thank you. So why don't we start with your background? So uh, where, where were you born? What's your background, your heritage? Um, what was it like growing up as far as it, did you decide that you liked finance right off the bat uh, after high school or did it take some time? Okay. So I am originally from Brooklyn, New York, um, first generation born in, in New York. My family came from Puerto Rico. I grew up in a very traditional Spanish speaking home. And then I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. So I was always surrounded uh, very much with my culture. So that's very much a part of my foundation and who I am. So at home, we were not really English speaking. So I had to translate. So I struggled earlier in life in school um, in not knowing English as well as the other kids I was going to school with. So I gravitated towards numbers because I did not have to translate numbers then. Um, once you learn the basics of what you apply to numbers, um, that to me, I can do that in either language. So I think that's one of the things I enjoyed about working with numbers. Um, my, my father had his own business. My parents had their own business. So I always heard them talking about their financial statements and the bank and keeping everything in order. And I think in the back of my head, that was really the first inklings I have of maybe this is a career I want to pursue. That is great. You're right. Numbers are very universal. So from there, um, in high school, so you you enjoyed math while you were in high school? I did. I enjoyed math. Yeah. Um, and at that point is the start of computers. So I started liking computers and uh, understood the coding behind that, uh, all mathematically based. Um and most of my friends that I hung out were also very good in school. Um, I was also fortunate that my parents um, were able to give me a good education. So I went to a private school and always had a really good education and was exposed to all kinds of different fields to see what I enjoyed doing. So what did you, um, what did you study then? What field, when you went to college, what was the transition? What did you have to take? Uh, any any courses or what was it called that you took and specialized in? So I did, back then they were called college prep. 
And then I learned computer programming in high school and then went to a business school to do computer programming first for two years, worked in that industry. And then I started working as a gopher in a, uh, an office and the accountant took a shining to me and kind of taught me bookkeeping before computers, uh, when you had the old fashioned ledgers that you had to do. And I'm like, well, I kind of like this industry. So that's where I decided to go to school and get my bachelor's degree in accounting. And then during that time, I also worked at the Federal Reserve of Cleveland. So I, I was always working and going to school, uh, which enforced that this is a career I want to do. Um, and that's always what I tell young people, go out there try to do an internship or, um, try to shadow someone in an industry that you might have an interest in to find out what you enjoy doing, because that's really is going to motivate you to get up every day and do that for the next 30 or 40 years of your career. You mentioned Cleveland. Is that where you went to, to college? I did. I went to Cleveland State University. Can I say that? So that was my undergrad was there. And then um, right out of college, I moved to Florida and I've been here in Florida ever since. And then here I received uh, my master's, my MBA from the University of Central Florida, go Knights. And then I also have a master's in uh, accounting and finance. That's great. So uh, what other than the warm climate, <laughs> why did you decide to go to Florida? The warm climate. <laughs> um, I love Cleveland. I, I love growing up in, in, in the North. Um, I think as a child, I didn't mind the winters, but as I got a little older, I tended, I came here on vacation. I'm like, Hmm, I think I want to live here for the rest of my life. And, um, I've been here ever since. Yeah. I know the feeling. I always said I'd move to Florida and it just didn't happen. I'm still here in Michigan <laughs> and surviving the cold. I agree. Well, one day I'll kick my heels exactly. and see, Absolutely. but that's really good. It makes, you know, yeah, you were strategic on. as far as really, um, this is what I'm doing and you got there and that was fantastic. You need to be very deliberate about your career, uh, know exactly where you want to go and do everything possible to get you there. Um, a long time ago, someone had told me no one controls your career, but you, you decide what education you need to get to where your goals are. You surround yourself by positive individuals that are there already. And then you get experience and education to get you there. But you need to be very deliberate about your where well, you need to go. This is uh, business, finance, or accounting, or any field you're in. Uh, you really need to understand where is it you want to be and do everything possible to get there. Did you have mentors along the line when you were? Okay. I did. From college? I did at a very, yeah, all through college, um, from the federal reserve, I had people in audit bank supervision from my first, I was a gopher in an office doing, you know, just clerical work and the accountant took a shining and taught me accounting. Um, you know, it's, it's, my mother always said to me, tell me who you walk with and I will tell you who you are. So that is a lesson that has stuck with me that I've always had a very good support group. And that these are individuals that tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. So I think that's really, um, is it, there's a distinction um, because many people out there will tell you what you want to hear, but they're not being honest with you. So you really need coaches and mentors and friends that are honest with you because it's really what's best. 
That is great. That is very, very true. Because that really develops you. You know, you need to know the negatives as well as the positives. And that's where you grow, like you said. So what um, what type of fields and have you gone to? Or, and I know with, with, a, with finance and accounting, there's so many different things and so many different kind of companies you can work for. Tell us about your experiences there. So um, I started in public accounting. So I got to do different kinds of audits to see what I liked and didn't like. Um, one of my clients uh, was a hospitality company. So, of course, living here in Orlando, that is a big industry. So that was kind of the start of me doing accounting in hospitality. So I've done hospitality entertainment. I've also done life insurance. I did that for about 10 years. Um, that used to be a big industry here in Orlando. It's moved to other states now, but um, very different rules. It's more statutory um, governance by different states. So uh, depending on the industry you're in, you really need to understand what the rules are um, for each of those industries so that you're compliant. Mm. Yeah, and you probably have to get a license to do that as well. Um, is that true for like? Yeah, so I haven't, uh, I actually did not get my CPA. I, I'm still young enough that I can. Um, and I've learned enough from my experience and from my master's um, to be able to um, be successful in those industries. But a lot of people, especially if you're going to do public accounting, that is almost a requirement is to do hmm, a CPA. That's interesting. But if you do life insurance and things like that and utilize your skills? Well, not to, not to sell it because we were just taking care of the accounting side. To sell it, you have to be licensed agents. Yes, you have to be licensed agents. So you're in the back end. Yes, and there's a lot of regulations. Mm-hmm. I was on the back end recording it, and every state that a company is licensed in, they have to do state filings. Well, that sounds really interesting. I've never thought about the back end. It was. I really wow. did enjoy that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, really and every state, that. you're right, is different probably. So you know, Michigan would be mm -hmm. different from Florida for sure, I'm sure. Uh, so any Correct. challenges that uh, you had to overcome um, while either in school or in transition from college to career, and then you figured out a way to overcome it? Well, um, it's sort of thing is when I started in public accounting, I went into it thinking I was going to make a career of that. And after two years, I decided, mm, no, I don't think I think I want to be more in corporate accounting. So that was one of those you pivot. Um, so pivot really is a key word in anyone's career. Because sometimes you think you're going to do something, you try it out for a little bit and don't like it. Then insurance, I did it for 10 years and I enjoyed it. Now the industry kind of left Orlando, here the area in Orlando. So um, that was the reason I had to go to a different industry. But um, you really always, I don't think it's challenges is sometimes you just have to pivot. You think you're going to do something for a long time and other opportunities come along that are more exciting. That's really interesting. And it's okay to pivot. So like, for instance, just going back to the, uh, the insurance industry and doing what you were doing and it left or left Florida, I guess. Um, I wasn't even aware that that was yeah. an industry that was specific to an area. Where mm -hmm. did it go to? Well, the specific company I worked for was sold to a company out of Utah. Okay. So they, they closed shop here and they took their book business 
to another state. Got it. Just like any other industry would. So just like yeah, any other industry. That's interesting. Okay. So then from there, where did you go yeah. after you were doing that? Um, what other kind of responsibilities did you get a chance to do that were kind of uh, new for you? I ended up in hospitality. Yeah, I was doing, I, I always come back and forth to hospitality. That's been my, I return to and then leave again. And so obviously hospitality is huge here in Orlando. Um, so I've, I've done hospitality most of my 30-year career. That's, and I've enjoyed doing that. Yeah, that sounds um, great. The thing is with me now, yeah, because it's, uh, you're always going to be busy now. Obviously COVID happened and um, I had been doing consulting Got an opportunity to be reunited with my boss of from insurance of 30 years ago. She was a big coach and a mentor for me. And so I, I left doing consulting with Stephen Douglas, um, had an honest conversation about that with my amazing boss, Tammy Curtis, and she understood that that was something I needed to do at that moment in time. So then when COVID happened and basically there were um, – people being right size, left size, and every size you can imagine here in Orlando. Um, I called her and with open arms, she received me back. And I said, you know, I really do enjoy working with you. I had to do that to be reunited with a person that was important to me. She's now retired. I'm with you the rest of my career. That's fantastic. It's so nice that along the way you... So always leave your door open yeah. behind you. Yeah, that's 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 great advice. Yeah, because then you really kind of have that opportunity. You never know someone you've contacted. And the network that we develop in life is very valuable. Because, you know, like you said, you can always come back. You, yeah. you know that uh, you could come back. Either they could or you could. And it definitely is, is good. So great to open yeah. that door. And I'm glad you did that. And here in Orlando, they think everyone thinks it's a big city, but it is a very small town. Everyone knows each other. Um, and as you all know, I've done a lot of volunteering through Neshemba. Um, was the president here in Orlando way back. Uh, so I, I made a lot of connections and I have some wonderful friendships that um, a lot of times opportunities will come my way just because someone asked, hey, do you know someone who knows how to do something? Um, and here that network is very, very important. Mm-hmm. So you found the being part of a professional network very valuable and, and it opened up more contacts. I did. Well, I developed skill sets. Yeah. I developed skill sets. I didn't in my job. So, um, uh, public speaking I was terrified of public speaking. Um, so, but I got to be really good at it because I had to, um, fundraising, not something that comes natural to me your skill sets that I developed doing nonprofit and volunteering. So I think to me, volunteering is a great way for you to develop skill sets that you wouldn't under your normal um, business courses or even in your profession. Now, if you look back to when you were in high school, do you wish you had done some of these things earlier, like the volunteering and being part of groups, or did you do that? I did. Well, I think when I was growing up back then, they didn't have as many nonprofit organizations or as many opportunities as they do now. But our home was kind of an outreach for many people in the community because people always came to the house for help. And my parents were always more than willing 
to help people. So I think I was already kind of showing to make sure to, that, to reach out to your community and help others, especially your neighbors. Hmm, that's really good. Now, when you were uh, studying in college, I'm not sure I know that um, were there organizations or student organizations for finance? There wasn't really a lot. Um, and because I worked and went to school, I didn't really have extra time um, to, to look at organizations. I did that more once I got here and was working. And then organizations started coming to Orlando. And uh, so that's when I started getting exposed to uh, organizations that give scholarships, do mentoring programs, do conferences that'll review your resume, teach you public speaking. Um, there's an educational component to those. So that's really when I started getting more involved because I had more time to do so. Yeah. And now if, um, you know, our listeners and are listening about this and they're in high school, definitely now there's more opportunities to find these organizations and, and take advantage of it. So uh, especially, yeah. you know, because we have so much online Absolutely. now, it's no reason why not to get on LinkedIn when you're in high school, you know, so it's very good yeah. to get started. So exactly. Use social media to your advantage. Um, LinkedIn is a very professional social media. Um, there's a lot of people there, and it's a great way to to connect and 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 research some opportunities that might be where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then, like you, you led an organization. You led a chapter, a nonprofit chapter. I know I I was leading the one in Michigan. You were leading the one in Florida. No, you know the you learn a lot from leading a uh, chapter. And even I think at a college level, if a student wants to start one, that's probably a really great skill to have or to, to learn from because you're uh, managing people and recruiting people. Yeah. You're leading people that you do not pay. That teaches you to be a leader. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. They're volunteers. That's very key. That's great. So is there any advice you would give a Latina that's in high school um, just from your experience or things that you think about uh, that they should consider, you know, as they're going through and preparing their way and they want to look at finance and, you know, they're not sure yet maybe where they're going to apply or what to get started? I mean, what, what would you advise them? Well, you really have to enjoy what you do. Um, that's key because I've had people ask me, should I go into finance and accounting? And I'm like, well, that all depends. Do you like being analytical and working with numbers and kind of doing the same process month after month? And they say no. And I'm like, well, then I don't recommend it for you. You should find something maybe in marketing or, or some other field. Um, so I know that um, there are all kinds of testing um, ideas online that you can do a personality test and then it kind of pops out ideas of uh, maybe careers you should be pursuing. I think that's key. You need to figure out what do you enjoy doing because that's what's going to motivate you every single day to get up for the next 30 years and do that career and, and then find out what you enjoy and then find out about the field. Um, find out people who maybe work in that field. Give them a call and say, hey, or send them a note. Can I shadow you? Do you have an internship program? 
that I can try out your company and doing that before you commit to a four-year degree and then find out later, mm, maybe this is not something that makes me happy. So research what you enjoy doing, um, kind of do some internships um, or job shadowing, and then you'll know, okay, this is a program I want to go to. This is a school. Um, you'll be more successful in the long run if you do that up front. Yeah, that's great advice. Definitely uh, so important. And there's probably opportunities to, to volunteer and, and get a little taste of it in someone's office, just kind of like what, what you were mentioning, you know, that that was kind of an area that you were, I think it was an office somewhere where you were you were volunteer or you were actually an intern or you, you helped out. And so you got a taste of what it was like. I did. I did. And I enjoyed it. I knew that was my major. I, I was able to declare a major after that. Um, and I've, and I've made a career out of it. That's great. Yeah. And, and a lot of young people don't know really what they want to do. Uh, it's like, figure out what you want to do. That's really, that's up to you. That's no one else decides that. Yeah. You got to be happy at what you're doing. So that's, and, and if you aren't mm -hmm. sure, you know, you try it out, you can always pivot, like you said, and uh takes right yeah. give it to something and else i think college whatever courses you take in the first two years are transferable because you almost have to ha always have to take these classes that are you know the basics uh anyway so while you're taking the basics you can decide you know or in, and do what the things you mentioned as far as like the volunteer and and you know being an intern and then you find out if that direction is for you before you get into the rest of the real nitty-gritty in four years and finish it up so because it is an investment nowadays it costs quite a bit it is yeah of time and yeah. money so in financial aid too, that's something that too many people as a Latinas, I think the ones that cannot afford it, they need to consider it. There's a lot of great options out there and scholarship. Oh yeah. There's all kinds of scholarships out there that are being offered. Um, apply for them. Look what the requirements are. Um, find out maybe someone who was successful in getting a scholarship and ask them, Hey, what did you do? Give me some tips so that way I can also be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Never leave those on the table. <laughs> Always look for those. Never leave money on the table. Those are good words. <laughs> so Janet, what is what resonated with you that, you know, is, is either a quote or something, advice that, that you would want to leave us with? Yeah. Uh, and I think this is a quote that I heard all through my childhood from my mother. Tell me who you walk with and I will tell you who you are. And I think that's been probably something that I've lived by my whole life. That's great advice. I've heard that too. Yeah. I think it's very common in our culture to hear that. It is. <laughs> so it that's is. great. Well, thank you, Janet. I really appreciate your time. I think that uh, Latinas that listen to you will understand that it sounds like a, a awesome journey, a diverse yeah. journey in finance. Yes. And embrace who you are. Yeah. You don't have to be pigeonholed or one thing or the other. You are who you are. Embrace it. Love it. Um, because you are a unique individual that we're put in this world for a mission. You just need to figure out what that mission is. That's right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Jan. I really appreciate your time. Sure. You're welcome. It was great seeing you. Yeah, same here. I really enjoyed it. Well, this concludes our episode with Asa Latina. I hope that you will join us in the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>